Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Careers Unfiltered. I'm KCU, and I'm joined by a very special co-host, Kathy Kayaza. Hi, Kathy. Hi there. Hi. Kathy is the Director of Career Curriculum Initiatives at the Green Center, and we are very excited for her to join us on this special series of faculty interviews. So today we have Professor Stephanie Ashenfelder. Stephanie graduated with her Bachelor in Fine Arts and Sculpture from Indiana University of Pennsylvania and went on to receive her Master's in Fine Arts from the California College of Art. She has had several exhibitions around the country that feature collaborative and individually focused work on socially conscious and interdisciplinary projects. She is currently the interim director of the Digital Media Studies program at the University of Rochester and is also a program advisor for Studio Art. Some of the courses that you may have seen her in are Introduction to Studio Art and Design Fundamentals. And for any fourth year senior students out there, you may have also seen her in the DMS Senior Capstone. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we are so excited to have you joining with us and we can't wait to get into this conversation. So Kathy, take it away with the first question. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Casey. And thanks, Stephanie, for joining us. And I'd be remiss if I if I didn't share to our audience that uh, Dr. Eschenfelder did um, receive one of our uh, career curriculum grants where we're going to be working together to integrate career education into the classroom. So we're excited to work together. So congratulations on that. Thank um, you. And I'm excited to um, work with you. Excellent. So yeah, so I thought we would just kick us off by asking you to share a little bit about yourself and, you know, why did you want to become a professor? How did this career pathway come about for you? So for me, the career pathway really started when I was in graduate school. I took a course that was titled The Teaching Project, which framed teaching as a collaboration between instructors and their students. So I've always been interested in the idea that teaching is a dialogue and that the goal of the instructor then is for us to gain a deeper understanding of each other and our varying viewpoints through the act of teaching. That's great. I can I can say as a, a former teacher and and now instructor at the at the U of R, we teach um, some of our career exploration uh, life design courses. I can definitely appreciate that that sentiment that teaching is is really about the the partnership between the learner and the instructor. Absolutely so excellent. Yeah. So how did you come to Rochester? I came to Rochester because I fell in love, which I think is probably the only acceptable reason to leave the San Francisco Bay Area and move to (laughs) Rochester, New York. Um, I was in graduate school and I had a variety of things I was doing after school, which I'm excited to tell you about. But I also fell in love during that time. And the person I fell in love with, my now husband, got a position teaching at the Rochester Institute of Technology. And we're both artists. So having two gainfully employed artists in the same city was um, something that we were thinking a lot about, right? And Rochester seemed a good place to do that. The San Francisco Bay Area is a hard place to make enough money um, just to live comfortably. So um, it was a good move for both of us in the end. But I did I, I did come kicking and screaming a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> well we're 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 glad to have you and your husband here in our Rochester community and and excited that you can you know share your tips for success for other aspiring artists. Yeah it's definitely 
awesome to hear how people end up from one place to another and hearing those journeys. And so I'm curious, since you've already shared a little bit about yourself, what's one thing that students don't know about you? If they, What's like a fun fact about yourself that sort of encapsulates who you are? Okay, so one fun fact is that I have a draft cross. It's a horse I ride. His name is Charles. And he, if you know anything about horses, he's 17.5 hands tall, which is not wow. a small horse. <laughs> yeah, wow. Charles sounds quite a magnificent horse. He is. He has a big, he's a big guy with a big personality. Amazing. Yes, I would have never known that. <laughs> that you had a horse. So that's great. Yeah, thank you I, for sharing that. The students who will know that are the students who took my introductory to art class because when we were learning about drawing from life, we went to the barn to draw horses. I love that. I love how you can get off campus and like learn outside of the classroom environment per se, get off campus. So that's great. Um, you, you talked earlier, Stephanie, about, you know, the transition from the Bay Area to, to Rochester and, and really recognizing a need to maintain sort of a, a standard of living as, as an artist. How did you stay motivated to continue to pursue the things that you love? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think one thing that keeps me motivated personally is just that desire to be creative, right? And that doesn't just like apply to my creative work in my studio, but that might apply to like the way I think about teaching or the way I challenge myself to do um, even other things like, you know, creative approaches to life can include a creative approach to riding your horse, right? So all those things um, and that sort of love of trying to find a different way of doing things um, by applying that to those parts of my life, right? Keep me really engaged and creative. Yeah, I'm loving this because Casey, as, as you'll know for sure, and, and Stephanie, I'm sure as we start to talk about our collaboration together, this idea of life design is really what we want to, want to educate students about is that is bringing a creativity um, and an innovative way to think about your life's pursuits, and how do you bring together your various interests and how do you design a life that's very meaningful and fulfilling to you? And, and it really is about trying things and getting curious and leaning into those interests. And I think that our liberal arts education is such a great model for that, right? That I think our students are really curious and interested about a lot more than just one single thing. And I think like that's where it gets really interesting when you do apply it to all parts of your life and you start to think critically, not just about what you're studying at, at school, but you start to think critically about how you engage with your world. And that becomes really interesting. Absolutely. So you've talked a little bit then about students at the University of Rochester, but I'm curious as well now, what was your personal college experience like? So my personal college experience, I went to the Indiana University of Pennsylvania, which was a state school that was very small in Western Pennsylvania, near-ish to Pittsburgh, but like an hour away. So if you wanted to go out, you basically drove to Pittsburgh. Um, I think what kept me motivated there was good mentorship for one, um, and also that um, 
desire to be competitive, right? So um, we had a really good group of students who had a very healthy competition with each other to sort of stay in the studio late and create bigger and better projects. And um, we didn't collaborate a lot with each other, but there was this sense of collaboration, even though we were working on our own project and keeping each other motivated, right? So finding cohorts that like drive you to do better, but also support you along the way was really what worked in terms of my peer group um, at this small college that I ended up with, ended up at wanting to be an artist. Yeah, that's excellent because I feel like most people we've asked that question to, they'll tend to focus on the mentors, but I love how you have incorporated your fellow peers and how a healthy dose of competition can be really effective in sort of challenging you to pursue new things. So that's awesome. And so I guess to bridge off of that, were there any other particular strategies or resources that made your time in school successful then? Well, to bridge, I guess to bridge off of that, I would say for for sure the peer support, right? So what does that look like? That looks like, um, for me as an artist, that looks like convincing other people to stay in the studio until three o'clock in the morning when, when you need to get your project done, right? And that maybe for you, whatever your major is, maybe that looks like study groups that meet late at night or early in the morning. How does that translate now into my life? Like now I recognize like, oh, I'm the kind of person who needs people to motivate me. So I have a running group. I meet other people at the barn when I'm going to ride my horse because those kinds of things help to motivate me. Not, and it is a little bit of the, I've always thrived on healthy competition, right? So I enjoy like having other people around and maybe push me to run faster or maybe push me to run slower and listen better, which is also like a really good skill to learn. So for for students who are interested in digital media studies and are are really interested in pursuing your discipline, what skills would you recommend that they be developing and and how can they do this during their time at Rochester? I think um, this is, again, a really good question for a liberal arts college. So I think they should develop critical thinking skills above all else, um, which I think we do really well at the University of Rochester and our students are really good at. Programs they should look at would be studio art in the Department of Art and Art History and Digital Media Studies. Yeah, that's great. And and to reinforce that too, when we um, work with employers, critical thinking and and other similar types of um, competencies Right, that's what they tell us are important and they're looking for in college graduates. So, so those skills and key competency areas like critical thinking and leadership and teamwork, uh, they become really important um, aspects of their preparation um, for life after college. So then within those three departments that you mentioned, Do you have any suggestions beyond participating in the classroom on how students can leverage their time and studies at the University of Rochester? Sure. Um, I would say 
I could use, well, let me use an example. So I could use user experience design as an example. We don't have a UX design department, right? Um, UX design might be the coolest, best kept secret ever for liberal arts students. So University of Rochester students are already looking at the world from all these multiple different dimensions, like intentionally seeking diverse academic experiences, trying to understand um, users and other people who are dissimilar from them better. They're critical thinkers. They're, they have a lot of analytical skills. Um, and they're really good at oral and written communication, right? So they make a perfect candidate for a career like user experience design, even though we don't have that degree. And I think that in liberal in a liberal arts situation, like that's how you have to think about like leveraging your time, right? Where maybe think about what it is you want to do. And then um, the chances are you're doing it really well and you're qualified for it. And you just need to reach out to your professors and people like Gwen, Gwen Green Center to sort of help you articulate like why you're a good candidate for this particular thing. Yes, that's very sound advice to always be self-advocating. And I think it is really true that I think University of Rochester students have a very unique perspective because we do have a multidisciplinary understanding of a lot of different things. And I think that is also great thanks to the open curriculum. I know I have most definitely taken advantage of that to sort of expand my horizons and understandings of all of these different disciplines that I think don't really work well or make sense in my head, but then you can sort of see those intersections, which is exciting to see. Um, happen in real time. So, yeah. And I would just reiterate, like, reach out to us to help you um, find those intersections and connect those dots. Yeah, I think definitely as a student myself, reaching out to professors has always been a bit of a sort of struggle for me. But knowing that, you know, professors are just people and they have great fun facts about owning horses and are here to help us in, and encourage us to be the best versions of ourselves and expand our mindsets. It's always like great to hear and a great comfort to know that we're in an environment like that. And so I will then move on to the next question, which is not very academic related, but um, I've been at the university now for four years, one year at home, so I haven't been able to get off campus. But do you have any recommendations about a place where students should spend their time in Rochester? The Rochester subway. I have not been there yet. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Um, so if you haven't been there, I suggest you visit. It was built to serve as a freight interchange for five railroads that like serve the city of Rochester. It's more like it's a little less, I think, than 10 miles long. And a lot of it has been like they've filled it with concrete um, and they did that fairly recently and also over the years. Parts of it still survive today, though, and you can go down there and check it out. Um, the graffiti is excellent, and it's a good um, way to think about, like, the history of the city and the history of the car and um, why we paved over the subway so that we could drive cars on top of it and what that did to the inner city. So there's a lot of history there, but visually, it is just an amazing experience. I will most... Definitely have to 
get myself over there. I've heard about it since my first year. I've always been curious about seeing it. And I loved how you also pitched it with this idea that it's like visually enticing, like an art um, perspective, but then like the history of space and place and like how that fits into our understanding of the city, as well as like us being an urban university. So that was wonderful. I'm looking forward to going. Great, great recommendation. And uh, I encourage our, our listeners, if you haven't checked it out, to definitely go go see that. Um, so our final question really is, if you had to give one piece of advice to students, what would it be? What would you want them to know? This was a hard question. Um, so one piece of advice. I mean, you're approaching finals right now. It's the end of an academic year where we were mostly all remote. And our country is reckoning with with racism and our national racist past and national racist present. So I guess my one piece of advice under the umbrella of all that is happening is to listen to other people, to listen to black and brown people, to listen to your body. Um, It might be trying to tell you something too, to listen to your environment. It's spring and it's raining right now and the flowers are blooming. And I guess as a time for students that's so intensely self-focused and your academic career for this semester is coming to an end, right? So you're ending your freshman year, your sophomore year, maybe even your senior year. um, Maybe gain some peace from just taking some time to listen. Such great advice and such important and and timely advice for us to to be present and to listen to one another and and to be aware. Um, So so thank you. Um, Really appreciate those insights and perspectives. Well, I can't thank you enough for joining us for this podcast. And and I'm sure our audience is going to enjoy hearing all about your experiences and advice. So thanks for taking the time today. And uh, we'll look forward to connecting soon. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure to talk with you. If you enjoyed what you heard from our amazing guests and their career journeys, please give us a rating on your podcast listening platform of choice. Hit subscribe and share us with your friends. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time on Careers Unfiltered. Careers Unfiltered.